Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We're on the web page for John and Ken. You can find the voter guide posted yesterday for the June 7th primary. We give you guidance. No, it's not guidance. Vote the way we say you should vote. <laughs> this is a this is a direct order. Yeah. Do not disobey. Don't come up with any of your own ideas. Just follow what we tell you. That's right. Uh, oh, I, I have an addition I, I want to put on the. Uh, oh. I want uh, Tracy Park uh, for. Uh, Council District 11, the Bonin seat. Okay. Well, tell uh, our producer and the right. uh, powers that be that put together the... Sure. Yeah, we, had her on, we had her on uh, last year. I know. I thought we were going to get her on again, but I well, haven't... We, well, we got to get her on again before... Uh, uh, well, uh, immediately, actually. She's not Mike Bonin's choice to replace him. Well, exactly. That. Well, the recall Bonin people have endorsed her, among oh, others. Oh, they did? Yes. Oh, okay. So... Uh, and I've met her, and we had her on the show, and boy, uh, there's some whack jobs running in this race. So uh, she's the best. All right. Well, speaking of Bonin's district, that's where this story comes from. We're going to talk about the Bologna wetlands. Uh, this is a new story, but obviously it's circling around the same issue. The RV van car dwellers that pile up there in the Bologna wetlands and park on the side and create a lot of trash and environmental damage Two Playa del Rey residents have filed suit against the county, the Board of Supervisors in the Flood Control District, because the county Board of Supervisors approved a trash collection project. They're going to put a big floating barge dumpster where the Bologna Creek meets the Pacific Ocean. It's called the Bologna Creek Trash Interceptor Pilot Program Trash Project. Right now, Uh, they, they use floating mesh nets. Yeah, I'm familiar with that, yes. And they're known as trash booms. Now, this is supposed to be uh, an improvement on the nets because they can catch more garbage and are not likely to overflow. Right. But uh, a woman we've had on a number of times, Lucy Hahn, 
Uh, yeah, she, she does like the idea. She's not in favor of this lawsuit. So, right. but, you know, I think the overriding question is get those people out of there. Uh, but I, but we have to find out first uh, how much of this uh, trash and the necessary, the reason for this project is because of what uh, is parked out there. All right, let's get uh, Lucy on. You there? Yes, hi. Hi, welcome. Going? Thanks for coming on again. Hi. All right. Thank you. Ex explain as background here. Um, w w uh, even without the homeless people, are is there a lot of trash that ends up in the Bologna wetlands that has to be yeah. accounted for? Mm -hmm. Where's that coming from? Yeah, there's over 60,000 pounds of trash that comes from the city. Uh, Bologna Creek is um, actually the outlet to all the storm drains um, oh. in the city of L.A. So when it rains, the uh, rain flushes all the trash into the storm drain, and then that flows right into the creek. So that's a problem. All right, we so, get it all over the beach whenever it rains. Okay. Oh, that's got to be tremendously awful looking. It is awful looking. I mean, we saw, I think we found a dead dead dog um, on the beach the other oh, day geez. when it rained uh, a month ago. Wow. Yeah. Along, along with all the, the water bottles and, you know, all the other trash that can come from the inner I, inland. I found a yeah. dead pelican, a dead pelican today walking the beach in Santa Monica. Oh, gross. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, actually, it was They're probably gross. eating all the trash from the... From the from the ocean and getting sick. Yeah, I was trying know? to figure out what would have killed this thing. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so there's a lot of garbage even without all those uh, RV homeless people parked. Um, that's true. There there is our um, garbage without them, but but from the uh, the RVs on Jefferson, there is a, a catch basin storm drain there, which washes uh, when it rains, washes the trash from that area into the creek too. So all right, so their trash goes there too. That doesn't help the problem, yep. right? No, not at all. All right, so all right, so, so now this this barge. See, I I understand the mesh nets, the trash booms. I don't see what you explain the barge because I don't really understand what that uh, would be. Well, like. the bar, um, it's actually it's called the interceptor. It basically looks like a boat, and um, they're going to put it in the middle of the creek. There will be uh, uh, like uh, booms that go on either side of it, and the um, the trash will be funneled into. The interceptor, which is just like a conveyor belt, and then there's, um, you know, like dumpsters in the back, and that will be removed um, every now and then when they get full. Yeah, it says to, it's more uh, than 70 feet long and nearly 20 feet tall. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine it would have mm -hmm. to be big, even with its booms coming off of it. Well, it's to... big. I mean, when you look at it in the creek, it doesn't look that big. It really is. It's not. I mean, with the lawsuit, I mean, you've got we're very disappointed because we've worked so hard ever since 2016 to get the county to do something about our trash because the nets yeah. don't work. And now we've got got something that we can implement that is free, free to the county. You know, the ocean cleanup is giving the interceptor free. It's only for a two year period. And you've got people that are complaining because their view is impacted. They don't really seem to care about all the trash that's on the beach. So that's the big objection, is that it looks ugly? Uh, that's their objection. I've seen it. I don't think it looks ugly. I mean, if you have a view that could be impacted that by something that looks like a boat versus having a dirty beach, I'd rather, I'd rather have the interceptor there. All right, what about the rest of these objections? Is this just lawyer hyperbole? But, uh, well, they're says, claiming uh, that it has significant adverse environmental impacts. The interceptor does. Health, noise. I wonder what those are. Okay, so the noise. The noise, it's going to sound like a refrigerator right at, right at the interceptor, but the closest residence to the interceptor is 300 feet away. So they're really, they're not going to hear anything. Um, smell, smell, that's going to be, if anything, it's going to be localized. But you got to realize that trash comes from inland and is washed and then eventually 
comes to will come to the interceptor so it's not like it's going to smell plus there's the wind direction that they've already um, looked at the engineers and the wind is blowing away from the residences so if there is an order it's going to be blown away from them not towards them well isn't there another way they can direct the trash so it doesn't end up in the creek is this really disgusting kind of um, well this was the, the location was they've they've looked at all different options i mean the people that live near the uh, location where it's going to be put that are complaining. It was the uh, deployment, the delivery of this interceptor was held back a whole year. It was supposed to be delivered in 2021, but they delayed it so they could look at all the, um, you know, their their engineering specs, whatever, to see if they could move it to a separate different location, but they can't. They've already done the engineering and they can't do it. So what we have is that it needs to be where it is now if we want to prevent trash from going on the beach. All right, Lucy, now what's the update with the people that are still parked there in their vans and old cars and anything oh, new um, on that? About uh, No, nothing new. Um, just trying to get a hold of um, the city again to see if, um, you know, just wondering why they can arbitrarily change and go against city council and say, oh, no, now now the rules need to be different. I mean, at first it was like, okay, you can tow them right away. And now right. it's like, no, we can't tow right away, and now we need outreach. Well, we've had a so much outreach there. The sheriff was there. Maybe we need to get the sheriff back to motivate them. I don't know. You know outreach. Was great. <laughs> you hit a wall the with outreach. The arms are stretched beyond capacity with outreach. Uh, right. uh, once you go a few times, they keep saying, no, the answer is no. You have to accept that and then and then force them out. That's the way it goes. They're not going to, why would they say yes? There is no, there's no consequence to saying yes. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> and it's already think been done. I mean, we tried. They're we happy tried there. Them... Exactly. So and that's, that's it, a bad location. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, do you think it would be uh, uh, helpful that we get a new city council person in that seat for that? For oh, totally. Tracy Park. I okay, mean, yeah, she's John been just with endorsed us on the ground so. floor. Who has? Uh, John just did. We're going to put yeah. it on our voter guide. Yeah, we're so gonna, I just wanted to see oh, what great. you thought. You no, think that she's going to be helpful in that, in that, to help that? She's worked with us. She knows she was down with us and uh, looked at that area um, where the RVs are on Jefferson, um, and she understands the problem. She, she gets it, and she was also there when one of our um, uh, a co-worker of mine uh, was doused with uh, feces wow. and urine oh, by one of the dwellers, the vehicle dwellers that live on Jefferson. Right, I remember that story, right? Tracy was walking it with you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty awful. She got, my friend totally got down. It was terrible. Yeah, I remember that. Lucy, well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We know how hard you guys, it's Friends of the Jungle, right, is it? Correct. Friends of the Jungle. And, you know, just wanted to let everyone know, we've also, with that, um, with the Interceptor, we have over 500 letters from organizations and residents, visitors that want the Interceptor there. So, you know, very disappointed that there's a few objectors and they might spoil it for the rest of us. All right. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. right. Bye-bye. Lucy's on because apparently a couple of people have sued to stop this big barge, interceptor, as she called it, to collect the trash. Some of it's from the homeless, but a lot of it's the city of L.A. sewage draining. Everybody's upset with the way the world is. And then you you can't do anything. It's like they they voted down the uh, desalination plant in Huntington Beach the other day. Well, we got this huge water shortage everybody's shouting about. You got to do something and hear the same thing. You got... What'd she say? Sixty thousand pounds of garbage? Yeah, I think so. <coughs> that, that get dumped in into the uh, Bologna wetlands from all over the city. You know, it's all the garbage that we, the people, leave behind. 
and then it goes into the Bologna wetlands, so this barge is going to suck it all up and put it in a dumpster. What, I, what else do you want to do? I mean, there aren't a thousand ways to do this. Any day now, or any month now, L.A. is going to release its homeless count numbers. Last week, Orange County did. The one we're looking at today is the lovely Bay Area. And the place that stands out is Oakland. The population of homeless people living in Oakland increased by 24% over the past three years. Again, they didn't do counts in 2020 and 21 because of the pandemic. So these uh, numbers are comparing to 2019. Oakland is run by one of those idiot progressives. Libby Schaff. Libby Schaff, who is completely unhinged. And so this is what you do with... uh, with progressive philosophy, you you claim you're compassionate, you claim you're you're doing what needs to be done, and you end up with 22 percent more homeless. Yep. Yeah. Oakland accounts for nearly half of Alameda County's overall homeless population. San Francisco actually had a very slight drop in the number of unhoused, at least according to this count. I, I think that's because just everybody left, including maybe some of the homeless people. That city is. Have, have you been there been, during the pandemic? It's like a ghost town because uh, oh, yeah. a lot of the office well, workers didn't come back. You know what? It, some tourists are back, but it's well, still you, way well, down. You know what? The the panhandling suffers. So yes, you're right. You can't out. find the people to shake down for money and you, food. Yeah, I mean, you know, those were all uh, a lot of uh, wealthy people there. Yeah, and tech uh, people and some of those they, office they got out of town, and uh, they're not throwing hundred dollar bills around anymore to the vagrants. Now, overall, Alameda County had a twenty two percent increase in its homeless population. Uh, what really jumped out? They made a little pie chart. Where are unsheltered people living in Oakland? Where are they living? And here are the choices: a tent. A car or a van, an RV, on the street or outside, or in an abandoned building. It's interesting to note that in 2019, 40, 40, is it 41% were in an abandoned building. That's down, though, to 32%. I guess because some businesses left Oakland. That ought to be big in San Francisco because there's just so many empty office buildings now. You would think some of the homeless would just take over and start breaking in, living in the lobby. Um in, in uh, second place in this uh, new survey, uh, car or van and RV together accounted for a huge percent. Apparently was the biggest jump in a lot of these Bay Area homeless counts. People living in their cars or their RVs, which we were just talking about with the Bologna wetlands. There oh, on I, the I, think, side. I think these are people who drove in from uh, out of state. Oh, I see. And yeah. just pulled yeah. over somewhere and d- d- well came here because uh we got great weather and we have an open door policy anything goes and uh you can you can do your drugs you can live in the car it's sunny every day yeah but yeah. san francisco has an outdoor drug market yet their homeless well, population hey, that, allegedly dropped by a slight percentage that, that's like that's like walmart isn't it that's like walmart well yeah an outdoor walmart for drugs oh yeah, you know, and if the numbers go up or down this way or that way. It's still an overwhelming number. The the point is they've gotten billions and billions of dollars, and it's still an overwhelming number, no matter how you look at it, no matter what these right. percentages say. It's still disgusting, way too much, filthy, unhealthy. They're dying in the streets. You know, they're terrorizing people, unchecked mental illness and drug addiction. It's like, I can't stand all these these numbers, nerds. It's like, well, it's up 8% here and down 3%. They're like, F you. It's a, it's a humanitarian disaster here. It's disgusting. Nobody should live like this. The San Jose homeless population also jumped by 11%. 
that's right there in the Silicon Valley yeah. tech world. Overall, nothing's – that's what I'm saying. We gave these progressives their shot. They've had years of this. We gave them billions and billions of dollars. They're bad at their job. They don't know what they're doing. They make everything worse. They're not smart. This is not an intelligent way to get homeless people off the streets. It's simply a stupid way. Everything's getting worse. So when do we take the power away from them? Why Michael do we Mayor let them Libby do this? Libby Schaaf said we need more money. Oh, of course she said that. That's what she said. She's got, they, they refer to it as resources. Oh, investments. That's what she calls we it. Gave investments. You a, we gave you a bunch of investments. We need more outreach. We gave you have had a lot of outreach. She has the IQ of a lima bean. Uh, I mean, she, just, just a moron. They have to be removed. There's no more arguing with these people. You give them more money and more money and more money, you end up with a worse and worse situation, and then they say, well, we want more money. It's like, no, no, stop. Enough. You're bad. You're bad at what you do. Get out. Yeah, they're, they're claiming in a companion story I'm reading that San Francisco got a slight dip in homelessness because they stepped up getting people into shelters. And, well, remember those hotels they put them in, which they destroyed? <laughs> We well, that was a big yeah. investigation by the San Francisco Chronicle. That was really scary. Yeah, yeah there, there were these private hotel rooms that people got. They absolutely destroyed the rooms. Yeah, and, and then they're declared not homeless. Well, actually, they are still homeless, but at least they're in a, a disgusting hotel room now that they're ruining. Yeah. Hey, coming up after 4 o'clock, find out what the California Air Resources Board plans to do with your gas-powered car and how soon they're going to do that, particularly the possibility of being able to buy a new one. There's an update on the whole story, and we'll get it. Coming up with our guest after 4 o'clock on the John and Ken Show. Um, we have talked about this from time to time, and it's back in the news because now we have detailed documents dealing with the Black Lives Matter Foundation. This apparently are, these are newly released tax filings. And um, kind of the history of this is after Trayvon Martin was killed by George Zimmerman in Florida, this group started to form, and then it really took off after Michael Brown uh, got into it with a police officer in Missouri, and he was killed in 2014. Uh, with the um, fake hands-up-don't-shoot story. Yep. This is the BLM Foundation's first public accounting of its finances since incorporating in 2017. Before that, it had been under the fiscal sponsorship of some other charity, and it wasn't required to publicly disclose its financials until it became an independent 501c3 nonprofit in December of 2020. And what we have found out in these new tax filing information that's been released is they have $42 million in net assets, which is significant. And the, of course, the co founder of the Black Lives Matter Foundation is Patrice Cullors. That name has come up a lot. Because she... Apparently they've been doling out money to people she knows. Yeah, She's run off with so much money and enriched all her family members. I mean, uh, the, the guy who fathered her baby, $970,000 he got. For something. To help produce live events and provide, quote, creative services, whatever that is. Was that the rioting uh, in 2020? Was that the live event he produced? Or was that creative services? Uh, uh, he also paid a brother 840000 for some kind of security services. A consulting firm run by a board member by the name of uh, Shaloma Bowers was paid $2.1 million for, quote, Jesus. operational support. Oh, my God. And, no. and she, also, she also spent... 
$73,000 for a charter flight. She did reimburse the organization for that flight. Somebody must have flagged that and said, well, you can't do that. Yeah. No. $73,000 for a and private her- jet? Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was her brother, Paul Colors, who got more than eight hundred forty you know grand for security services. You know who they scammed? They scammed a lot of corporations. The corporations were stumbling over each other trying to get woke first, and then a lot of rich uh, liberal weenies also were writing big checks to this group. I have and, heard there was a lot of Silicon Valley money that yes, came in. A lot of, a lot of uh, progressive tech, tech money. people, right. and And they all wanted to look good. They all wanted to say, uh, yes, I donated to BLM. Yes, yes, I'm very woke. And I guess they didn't care if they got hosed because they had way too much money anyway. And it makes them look really cool. But the my God. is the $6 million they spent on this Studio City house, 6,500 square foot property. <laughs> Uh, she apparently held a couple of private events there. They were saying that that was supposed to be some kind of a sanctuary that nah, they were going to use for people that it's were a fake story needed needed outreach <laughs> and needed help. They, they got ninety million dollars, so of course they bought a mansion. Uh, I would too. It's a home with six bedrooms and bathrooms, a swimming pool, a soundstage, office space. Yes, it's supposed to be a campus for black artists a, fellowship. A campus? Yeah, that's so what if, they're referring to. So if we to. went over there right now, we'd find all this fellowship going on. What does that mean? That's fellowship? what they're claiming. That's yeah. used really? for that purpose. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a fellowship going on 24 hours a day. They <laughs> get out of your fellowship. I love where they got all these these words from. Fellowship. Well, <laughs> a campus. Let's get out of here. You 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 had suckers, corporate suckers, and uh, tech suckers. Everybody trying to w- w- look woke, virtue signaling, and you you made this huge windfall. Also, significantly, during the last fiscal year, Patrice Cullors was the foundation board's sole voting director Good. and held no board meetings. Well, well, because there's no one to hold a meeting with. Now, the corporation is... It's a one-person board. It is incorporated in Delaware. Joe a lot Biden. of people do that. I remember even back when I was in accounting, a lot of people incorporated in Delaware. Oh, there must be some very oh, favorable. Oh, all the banks are incorporated in Delaware, and all the credit card companies are as well. That's yes. what, that was Biden's main job. Is 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 um, uh, he, he would uh, t- well he'd manipulate federal law and get it passed in the Senate to uh, allow Delaware to be this haven for every corporation, every bank, every credit is that card. Right? Yes. Yes, there, there was. Extre- I didn't know he pushed that. Yeah, yeah there's extremely favorable conditions for corporations in Delaware. That's why it cracks me up when whoever is running the Biden administration is constantly screaming about corporations and the rich and they're, they're greedy and they don't pay taxes. This guy, Biden, he was the king of manipulating federal law in favor of corporations. Every, lots of major corporations incorporate in his state because of the treatment they get and the money that they save. Oh. Yeah, it, it, he, he's just a gigantic fraud, that Biden. Oh, God. Uh, uh, further information in this story is there's a board member by the name of uh, Sickly Gay. Uh, Sisley? I know, it's C-I-C-L-E-Y. A communications professional with more than 20 years of experience in nonprofits and philanthropic organizations. Uh, The quote here is, we are decolonizing philanthropy. 
We, as a board, are charged with disrupting traditional standards of what grant-making in philanthropy looks like. It means investing in black communities, trusting them with their dollars. Trying to say, like, previous philanthropy was kind of racist. It was white-centered. So here's what we have broken through and found the new way to reach the people that need help the most of ours. And the new way is me, my brother, and my boyfriend. We're all running off with the money. That's the new way. Yeah. Now, that's that's the innovative way. Oh, and he says uh, they they're abolitionists, the largest black abolitionist nonprofit organization. Uh, we want to shift the moral tide of this world towards one that does not have or believe in. Get this: police, prisons, jails, or violence. No police, no prisons, no jails. That's their goal. And does these... that lead to no violence? <laughs> right, right. Which equals no violence at the end. If it did, what a wonderful world we'd live in. But it doesn't really right. work that right. easily. And the, and and all these all these white left wing rich people go. Oh, that's just wonderful. I want to donate to that. Yes, I believe in no police, no prisons, no jails. And then in the end, we get no violence. Wait, what? What's that? Do? What do I hear upstairs? Hey, hey, is there somebody in the house? Hey, he's got a gun. Idiots. So idiots. They did spend seventy percent of their money giving out grants to organizations. So basically, they gave money to a lot of middlemen. I, organizations like We Love Our Sons and Daughters Foundation, mm-hmm. um, Living Through Giving Foundation. I, you know, <laughs> you listen to this show. Sometimes we're very suspicious of a lot of nonprofits. Oh. I don't know anything about those organizations, but they got <laughs> one got two million dollars. I wonder if they have campuses. Because the idea is this: they work directly with the community, and they know how to spend the money to reach people. So that's where does, a lot of their. Does any of that spent money to reach any community ever really do anything significant? I mean, what are these programs? I keep asking this: whether they're on the inside, in the in the prisons, on the outside. What what is this? All these community outreach intervention programs, what do they do exactly? And what are the what are the benefits? How do you show concretely? What is the metric to say, here's proof this works? I've yeah. never seen it. They just now, all pass gas about it. Things really exploded in fundraising after the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. That's where and that's when she started buying these properties. Uh, Patrice Cullors now owns three properties in Los Angeles, one in the hills above L.A., all were purchased in 2020. Do you think the money's still coming in now? That's a good question. Now that the cr- crime has overtaken all the major cities and, yeah. and, and we have bodies piling, piling up by the hundreds in all these cities, mostly young black men. You think everybody's still sending big checks to this group now that we know about the mansions they bought and about how, uh, you know, the boyfriend and the relatives all walked away with uh, big cash prizes? Now, Colors resigned from the organization last year. She was listed as an uncompensated founder and executive director. Uncompensated? Well, if you're buying homes, that's kind of the compensation. Uncompensated. And if you're handing money out to friends and relatives. That's nervy. That's another way of. (laughs) So, you know what? Why aren't we doing this? I'm going to set up a nonprofit. You should. I'm going to come up with like the the wokest, most progressive uh, cause possible and uh, start babbling about outreach and community community, uh, involvement and whatever else. Empowerment. That's why. Community empowerment. Just blow out all those buzzwords and just watch the money rain down on me. And then I'm going to go buy a campus. 
and a mansion out in Hawaii. That sounds good. Rolling uphill. John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI AM 640, live all over the place on the iHeartRadio app. It's a very, very steep hill. Yes. But we're rolling slowly. It's, it's uh, always oh, it looks been. like Dippity Doo is here in Southern California about the drought. <laughs> he's at a recycling, a water recycling plant. Uh huh. Is he really? He a is, water recycling. Yeah, he's babbling plant. away in his usual double speed. <laughs> Dig a hole, you dope. Dig Jargon a hole. Laced. We we gave we we authorized billions of dollars to build reservoirs uh, eight years ago. None yeah. of the, none of them none of the money's been spent yet. Why why don't you work on that? Yeah, and the desalination plant got turned yeah. down in Huntington Beach. Yeah, why don't you uh, find a way to overrule uh, the California Coastal, Coastal Commission? Commission? They're they're blocking the desalination plant. We Doesn't need to desal- them. The de- the, 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 yes, the desalination plant would um, convert all the water in the Pacific Ocean. Into usable drinking water here? That seems like a good idea, doesn't it? If it's not going to rain for the next thousand years, how about we uh, take some of the Pacific Ocean water? You big dope. On to a different drought, the baby formula shortage. Apparently, the FDA is going to allow overseas manufacturers to apply to ship their formulas to the United States. Uh, In this country, the baby formula market is dominated by Abbott Laboratory, something called Reckitt uh, Benkiser Group, and, of course, uh, Nestle and Gerber Business. But uh, it could be weeks, however, before the products come to store shelves in the United States. Manufacturers have to first to apply with the agency to be able to ship their products to the U.S. Then there's a review to assure quality, mm-hmm. control, and safety. Meanwhile, Abbott has reached agreement with the FDA to reopen that plant in Michigan where they make many formula products, there was a contamination problem, a bacterial, which is what closed that plant down in February. That didn't help the shortage and the crisis. Yeah, which, do you think maybe that was probably an overreaction? That they didn't have to close the entire plant for three months now? Yeah. It seems like it could have been. Yeah, and and, and that, that's what happens is you have this this excessive regulatory machine that crushes a company. Some mistake was made. It has to be fixed, but you really need three months? And then well, kids are starving. I mean, you're really screwed because if you're not breastfeeding anymore and there's no formula on the shelf, what are you going to do here? Yeah, and this is... One story where we're kind of different from, what do you call them, third world, developing world countries, high percentages, Republic of Congo, 98% of mothers breastfeed their children at least Mm -hmm. once. In countries like ours and Europe, the percentage is much lower because a lot of women work. And well, return to the workplace and don't want to be bothered pumping milk at work. And Yeah, well, I, I know. We have a different culture. We I do. Mean, so I, that's I, why I, formula is bigger in this nation than in some other places. This is one of those things you're not supposed to talk about out loud. But when women decide to go to work, they now have to outsource care of the child to somebody, right? Yeah. That's part of it, too, I guess, would be formula. Right. Daycare, and the, yeah. And, and the feeding, because... Believe me, in the 1800s and the 800s and 800 BC, uh, there was no laboratory. Uh, it was 100% of the women breastfed because that right. was, and, and, and in the animal world, 100% of the mothers breastfeed their children if, if that's the system used. 
And that's the way it was. And then when you decide, okay, I want to work instead, well, there's a big consequence here. Huge consequence, because now you have to hope that the whole um, formula machine works properly. And this is why if you have a little bit of a problem, which they had at Abbott Laboratories, you can't overreact and shut everything down. Because once women stop breastfeeding, the milk dries up and you, you can't go back. Right. Um, and so this is one of the consequences of modern life, We and, and women choose this, is that they don't breastfeed anymore. You have to have the company make it. Well, if the company fails, now what? I saw uh, another I mean, story that some one of the other problem is that some women particularly they don't have enough insurance health coverage they can't get uh lactation instruction did you have that when you're yeah you had it practically somebody, the same right, day somebody at the teaches hospital. you how to do it what to do it yeah and... sometimes it's difficult i mean sometimes the connection just doesn't work right i would imagine it yeah. varies from woman to and, woman and, and 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 you know they have they have breast pumping machines and the mom's got to sit there and you've got this machine whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and it really yeah. you know you have an attachment to the breast and it's literally pumping and you fill up these little bottles and you put them in the refrigerator yeah and it, it, it doesn't doesn't look like a lot of fun at all but again this is the this is the way life works <laughs> whoever designed this system this is what we got all right when we come back we all know that gas prices are horrific and they're rising again. We're going to talk to the Western States Petroleum Association. They're going to update us about what the California Air Resources Board is up to in the coming weeks in the fight over when to ban gas-powered cars. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.